This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome to the to the Love of the Star podcast. What a great start here! Uh, yeah, on a, on a Saturday morning. False I'm start. To- offense. <laughs> still first Cowboys down. Insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL and Scott referee. Ryan he is now the co-host of the G Bag Nation, two to seven p.m. Central Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. If you are in the Texas area, you're a Dallas Cowboys radio affiliate. You will hear Brian Broaddus on Sunday night, uh, pre and post game covering the Dallas Cowboys. And it is time for Cowboys football, Brian. Uh, we, we've reached the we, – we, we've gone as absolutely far as we possibly can without Cowboys football. It's here. Um, you know, as, as we head into this first game, your, your excitement levels for the return of this particular Cowboys team. And, uh, how about some of your thoughts from uh, the chiefs Lions game the other night? Well, I thought that was really interesting, uh, for the guys and gals out there that'll argue about your starters playing in preseason game. It's like Andy Reid does kind of one of those times where, you know, Kansas city didn't look prepared at their skilled level for sure. The, the drops that they were dealing with. Yeah, Kansas City might have some problems this year too with their offensive line. You know, they might have some problems at tackle, which is uh, uh, something that they've worked very, very hard on trying to fix their offensive line. You know, obviously, you know, they've been in Super Bowls, they've won Super Bowls. You know, they 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 probably deserve a little respect from me for sure. You know, I'm not sitting there and acting like doom and gloom, but there they've are never some... won back to back, Brian. Yeah, no. well, yeah. Yeah, we go all the way back to the New England Patriots on that one, I think, to the early 2000s. I was still in the league when they were doing that stuff. But, yeah, I, I kind of feel like that, you know, it's 17 games, long season, but there's there's things you need to keep an eye on. I, I'm, I'm, I've been very bullish on Detroit, if you listen to 105.3 The Fan. Yeah. Detroit's one of my teams that I've, I've, I've picked early to win the, uh, the NFC North. I like what Dan Campbell has done. I like their skill guys. I like their offensive line. I think they're going to be very difficult, but now with Aaron Rodgers out of the picture there at the North, um, I, I feel like the Lions are positioned to to have a big year. I actually predicted the Cowboys and the Lions to meet in the playoffs, uh, first round of the playoffs, and so oh, so a rematch a decade in the making. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that Dallas is just you know radio predictions you make. I have a feeling Dallas is going to have to go to Detroit. And playing a playoff game, and uh, we'll see how that goes uh, when it uh, when it happens. But I do like the Lions. I think Kansas City needs to figure out what the skill position stuff is going to bring, and they need to look at their offensive line. I don't know if there's a lot of changes or moves that they can make, but I still feel like that they're 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 trying to figure out things. Look very strong inside, but at tackle, they look like there might be some some kind of some issues there that they're dealing with. So. Uh, you know, good start to the season for the Lions, and and here the Cowboys uh, travel to a longtime division foe, who they've had really great success against uh, in opening days. You look at Dak Prescott and what his career record is against NFC East opponents. He's very comfortable playing in these games. He knows the magnitude of the game. He knows how important it is to win the division. 
So hopefully they'll get off to a, a great start like a lot of people believe they are. Yeah, this will be an interesting game. There is rain in the forecast, um, you know, and, and it's not expected to be a downpour. Go ahead, Brian. Well, no, could I ask you a question? And you said yeah. about rain in the forecast. Mm-hmm. And before I forget, because old people do this all the time, do if who do you like running the ball better in this game? Which team do you like running the ball better in this game? Um, the Giants. I do too. And I, I've, I've asked this question to others. I've been on other platforms you know, the break in 105.3, the fan. I don't know if they've talked about it on your show at all, but I kind of feel like that the Giants, and Giants have got some inside problems too on their offensive line. You know, yeah, now got they did. Some, we, you talked, you told us last episode yeah. about how they were talking about going with a rotation potentially. Right. Um, Brian Dable on Friday uh, did make the announcement that he said they had settled on Ben Bredesen and Mark Glowinski. So that will they will not that's rotate a, the guards, apparently. Well, that's how they'll start. That's how yeah. they'll start. Well, so, he's claiming they're not going to rotate. No, no, and that's, yeah, and, 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 you know, that's the whole thing. There used to be a time, and I'm sorry, Bobby, you were talking about weather, and I don't want to go off on something different. No, but, but this, is, this is ultimately what we're talking about here. The weather is the way it is. The Cowboys offensive line injury report came out. We'll give you let's give you the very latest on the yeah. injuries really quickly. Uh Tyler Smith is doubtful. I don't think Tyler Smith is playing. I think Chuma Doga is starting at left guard right. on Sunday night. Um Tyler or Tyron Smith is uh questionable with an ankle. He's going, it sounds like it doesn't He's gonna like go. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna go. Yeah. He'll play. Uh, it's sounding more optimistic on Sam Williams, by yes, the way. Yes, very. Man, I was worried about that when you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And turf toe can linger. And especially when you're talking about like that get off and stuff like that, that can right. that can be a problem. Uh, Donovan Wilson, uh, their safety. I had always thought it was going to be a little optimistic to think he could be back for week one. He's also doubtful. Looks like he'll be out. Giants side, the biggest injury there is Darren Waller popped up on the injury report with, yeah. an, uh, with a hamstring, which makes him questionable. From what I've heard, Brian, I don't know if you've heard different. I I think the hamstring is not serious. Waller could absolutely play with it. Right. I, I think he likely will. If I had to lean one way, I'd say he's likely going to play. But I was told, hey, like he dealt with hamstrings all last year. Yes. And so just like be aware that the Giants may say, let's not potentially ruin our investment very first game. Let's just make sure this calms down first. Right. No, so, I, especially yeah. in a, a hamstring and on a wet field. And so as we, we talk about this, uh, you know, these elements, these weather conditions, how the injury report looks, you know, Dallas is going to have to play with Edoga in all likelihood. And they've, they've got a banged up left side. They've got, you know, Tony Pollard coming off of his injury um, and, and, you know, debuting on a wet field against a really stout interior of the Giants defensive line. Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, that's one of the better interior defensive line combos you're going to see in the NFL. Um, and, and of course, the the Giants, they've got Saquon Barkley, a very powerful runner and, and somebody who's used to playing in some of these conditions a little more than maybe you know, Tony Pollard is. And I, I think that while the Giants have their questions inside, um, you know, John Michael Schmitz is, is not a power player. They've right. had the issues with the guards. Um, I also don't think that there's as much of a challenge from the Cowboys interior. I really like Oso Digizua. I like Jonathan Hankins, but that's not like going up against Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence with, you know, a backup guard. And so the way I see this one, Brian, like you just set up is I think the Giants can run the football better. It's just a matter of how much do the Cowboys think they can execute their passing attack given 
some of the questions with the weather and the offensive line. And I think you painted a really clear picture to Cowboy fans out there or anybody who's watching that's curious about how they think this game might go. Um, the Giants' questions inside lead me to believe that that maybe if you can somehow force the Giants into a passing game where they have to throw the football, it just turns into one-dimensional, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. I think this is where if you want a, like a dark horse candidate of a player that's going to have potentially a really good game, I love what Osa could bring, but I do love what what uh, what uh, Tank Lawrence could be also as that three technique if they play nickel. If it all yeah. of a sudden turns into, okay, where do you play Micah? Which side do you put Micah on? Uh, do you try and go and take advantage of Evan Neal, which they were able to do last year a little bit uh, when he when they had that opportunity at tackle? But I think that if there's going to be some questions about the Giants inside, Lewinsky and, and others, then this is where Tank Lawrence kind of can feed. And I'm looking at that as a as a as a maybe a, a pressure point for the Cowboys to 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 attack um, with this uh, you know against this uh, uh, Giants offensive line. But running the football for the Giants, and I, I I believe this. I think I said on the last show, Bobby. I think the Giants are going to be a left-handed team. I really do. I think they're going to test whoever's playing right end for you, and they're going to test whoever's playing right end. And they're going to try and test uh, uh, Diggs at corner. They're going to see if, in fact, that Diggs is willing to step up and make plays on the edge. And then also, can that right defensive end, whether it's Sam Williams, Armstrong, Fowler, whoever's playing right end, can hold up in, in, in the running game. Because, you know, everything is about getting up the field, get up the field and all that. And you start to get up the field, you start to get widened. And then ball yep. goes inside and stuff like that. So if the Cowboys are going to struggle and it turns into a sloppy, kind of a, a wet game, I do think the Giants have the the ability to to uh, run the ball better. I just do. And uh, we'll see if the Cowboys can answer. It's probably going to have to be with, with Pollard. I know I looked this up. Uh, last year there were two games where – Saquon Barkley had over 30 carries. The Giants won both of those games. So, you know, that's the Giants, I think, are better equipped at least to hand the ball to a guy 30 times if they have to in a game and maybe get a victory out of it. So, yeah, and I mean, we'll the see. Giants last year, you look at just running the ball right up the gut um, on runs that were up the middle. Uh, New York averaged 4.8 yards per carry last year. That was the fourth best in the NFL. So, uh, obviously, they've got a new center this year. They've got the guard questions, but that's a team that has shown they can, you know, just put their head down and barrel. They'll up commit the to it. Yeah, success. they'll commit to it for sure. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and so uh, now when we look at the ability to pass the ball for the Cowboys, um, I'm trying to think back over the years of some of the rain games that the Cowboys have had to play in. So you had with um, Dak, yeah, 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 with Dak, you've had the uh, Kansas City game in 19, 
uh, that game, uh, or not 1921, um, that was the game where, uh, you know, they, they struggled a little bit. Uh, there was no Amari Cooper in that game, right? Yeah. And it was rain and, uh, cold temperatures in new England in 19. That was a really bad game, but that one, a, a little both teams struggled with that. It was Tom Brady game. Did yeah. they have the, uh, I believe they had the, did they have rain, a little bit of rain in the Tampa opener a couple of years ago when Dak played really well? I think it rained, excuse me, I think it rained pregame is what, but I don't think it rained during the game. So, so there, yeah, there, there's soft conditions. Yeah, there, There's not a lot of instances off the top of my head of games where Dak has had to play in the rain. It is a new scheme. Um, I think know, there's or, some or, or Washington. I think there was some Washington times. Yeah, where, the one where he threw it right to Cole Holcomb. Yeah, I think uh, there. I think there were some games. I know there were Tony Romo games where they played yeah. rain games, but with Dak, you know, at Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh in his first year, Green Bay, I think was overcast, kind of cold, wet. Uh, the thing about Dak is that you know I feel like he's equipped to do this now. The because of his hand size and things like that, the, the uh, this will come down to the Cowboys' ability if if they have to throw the football. Now this is where the the, the like the intermediate passing game comes into play. This is, comes in where the picks, the rubs, the bunch formations get the ball out quick, kind of thing. Maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe if it turns into a rain game for the Giants, that could be a little bit of disadvantage of using Jalen Hyatt. You know, if it just yeah. turns into vertical, throw the ball down the field, kind of a bit. But with the Cowboys, maybe with with Cooks, you know, with Lamb, it's a little bit more underneath. Gallup a little bit more underneath. Run after catch. Throw the ball to Pollard. You know, the Giants could throw the Saquon Barkley too. You know, it kind of equals out. But I think I think the Cowboys are equipped. If it turns into their like a a game where it does get wet, that their passing game will I'm not going to say thrive, but at least it will be better conditioned than everything being down the field, down the field. They can throw stuff that, like I say, that that gets caught underneath and then turns into bigger plays. All right. So Brian, as we head into this game, what's your uh, what, what prediction do you have? Who, who well, I predict it. Yeah, yeah, there's like two different platforms on mom besides this one where I had to pick a game. I felt like I, I picked the Cowboys to win this one 26 24. And, you know, and then this is really kind of before the weather conditions and all that stuff. I should have done a little bit more research on that. You know, but I kind of feel like that the Cowboys are going to win this game. It's not uh, you know, Aubrey having to kick a game winning field goal, it is more going to be the Cowboys find a way to get a lead, but then. They get the ball back and they have to hold it on a four-minute offense. Yeah, I think this is where I feel like that, you know, McCarthy play caller. This is where it's going to come into factors. There's going to have to be this just predictions, but there's going to be some third-down conversions on the way. There's going to be some third and twos, and that they're going to have to convert. We'll see if McCarthy can. In fact, I think he will. I think they'll they'll find a way to run four-minute offense into this game, and then close it out and, and beat the Giants that way with a couple of. Uh, you know, Landry victory formations at the end to to, to get it done. 26-24 Cowboys. All right, I got 20-13 to 13 Cowboys. Uh, and, and no, that's not two field goals, Brian. That's three touchdowns and a missed extra point from Brandon Aubrey. I knew you in were case, going there. In case you were wondering, I'm I was trying you know, to count it, yeah. There's going to be – it'll probably be the first one. It'll probably be the first extra point. He'll miss it. 
In fact, Giants probably go up like seven nothing, and then when the Cowboys score, you're like, oh, thank God, seven we're to six, it. yeah, they'll miss it, and then everybody's gonna panic, but it'll be fine because they'll win in the end. Here's what I will say: Do not underestimate the New York Giants. No, I don't think that, no. I don't think they're a great football team, but I think no. what they're building there is really good. Yep, I I, th- I think they are headed in the right direction. I think Joe Shane is really good in their front office. I like Dable. Mike Kafka is is a guy with a big yeah. reputation. I I would not discount the future of the Giants. And then even for right now, I, I wouldn't discount the possibility of the Giants winning this game. I think they absolutely, there's a scenario where they win this. Yeah. Um, and now, I mean, Dallas could come out here, look great, take advantage of these rookie corners uh, that they have out there, um, but and, and win this by two, three touchdowns. You know, any anything can happen. I, but I think the likeliest scenario is Dallas wins a game by a touchdown or less, and it's a game where it's in doubt for a lot of it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, even last year, and I know Dak didn't play at MetLife last year, um, but last year that game was kind of in doubt till you know, later in the second half when CD went on that incredible drive. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that this is something where you, you need to take the Giants seriously. This isn't the Giants of the last, you know, four years or whatever. No, you, been you, such a mess. yeah, Saquon Barkley's 0-8 against the Cowboys. You know, yeah. it, it, the Giants have struggled against Dak Prescott, and, and Dak Prescott's played very well against the Giants. You know, and one of the best throws I think I've ever seen a quarterback make, he threw in a game against the Giants to Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. I still to this day don't know how he got his shoulders squared to throw that ball as hard as he did to lead Cole Beasley in the end zone the way he did. You know, so Dak is very, very capable. You know, we've seen a very good Dak on opening day, Tampa, uh, in Tampa. We've seen a very bad Dak opening day against Tampa at uh, AT&T Stadium. So, um I'll be interested. I, I, I'm, I, I, the play calling to me, how, how they manufacture offense early. I, you know, did, how does McCarthy get this offense into a rhythm? You know, how does he avoid negative plays? Are, are you going to see drops like we did in the Kansas City Detroit game? You know, are you going to see nerves kind of take over? Uh, there's a lot of things that you're scared of opening day. I'll tell you the biggest thing I'm always scared of, Bobby, and, and luckily, the Cowboys, you know, they have like the Dolphins on their schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that they don't have to open the season in Miami. You know, and I know that we live in a hot environment here in Texas and it's been really, really hot. Um, but, you know, the Cowboys, I mean, when, it's a big difference when you have to play those games outdoors in heat just right off the jump. Yeah. There's cramping, there's IVs. Uh, Jim Maurer, Britt Brown, Greg Gaither, this training staff is going to play a huge role in this football game. And it, it is played at night. It is played in New York. There's going to be some humidity, but these players cramp. And, you know, when how have you how do you manage the game where you're not having CeeDee Lamb sit out part of the third quarter because he's getting an IV? Or Tony Pollard sitting out part of the fourth quarter because he's having to get an IV. You know, this the conditioning and then how how they play, but the first season game, first season, uh, first game of the season, excuse me, is always scary from that standpoint because you know you're going to have players that their bodies just aren't conditioned right now to to playing a full game, and they're going to have to. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.